Welcome back in everyone to a wonderful new episode of Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. We have two fabulous guests in store for you today. We have the author and playwright Mark Shardine and the director K.M. Jones, both of who are part of Charmed, Elegance, and Intrigued, which recently had a performance at the New York Public Library and has a second installment of it coming very soon. We're very excited to dive more into the show and to introduce you more to it. But let's go ahead and bring on our guests, Mark and KM. Welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Very glad to be here. Thank you, Andrew. I'm so excited to have the two of you here and to talk more about this show, Charmed, Elegance, and Intrigued. First of all, what a great title. I mean, I'm already intrigued, no pun intended, but you know, it, uh, that already catches me. So Mark, I want to start with you as the playwright and, and the author. Can you tell us a little bit about this show? Well, it began as a book of poetry and the book came out in 2019. It's uh, over 220 short poems and I've seen the title suggests charm, elegance, and intrigue. A lot of very uh, aspects of beauty and relationships and also the problems of relationships. Each poem is intended as a little work into itself. So just a title and five lines. And someone suggests to me, you have over 220 poems. A lot of them have similar themes. Why don't you put a few of them together and see if you can make a stage play out of it? And so, well, you know, you'd need to think of different characters, reading different poems, playing different roles, and see if you can see if you can work with that. And so that's how so someone had to someone had to suggest that to me to transform me not just from poet but also to to playwright. I love that though. So, where did you get the idea for these poems and and for this play ultimately? Well, the, the poems I've been writing for quite a few years. I've been it took a the book came out in 2019, but some of them I'd written almost 10 years earlier. And when finally was able to put them together, also, I had read a lot of them at poetry readings. So I was able to test them out, get a favorable audience response from them. Also, some people said, I would read a poem and someone said, wait a minute, I know someone like that. And then another one said, yeah, I know someone like that too. And it was also good that, it was very encouraging when someone said, yeah, you've revealed a lot about relationships. And so then, and like I said, someone said, you, you have... So I was giving insight into other people through my poems, and someone gave insight to me and said, you have uh, some common themes. You know, work with them. See if you can develop develop a script with them. See how different people would would perform different different poems and this, put them together into a, into a play. I love that. Now, Cam, I want to bring you in as the director. How did you come upon this work? So I met Mark through my partner, Bill. They were co-workers and Bill actually had a, you know, a copy of Charmed Elegance and Intrigue. And he said, I should take a look at it. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Why not? So I, you know, I took a look at it and I was like, you know, and again, no pun intended. I was like intrigued. I said like these people, you know, it's, it's like, I can relate to all the poems. I can relate and I can say like all of these poems should be set in a play. I was just thinking about it then. It was like, this was about, I would say three years ago, like during the pandemic. 
So Mark and I were like toying back and forth about like, maybe it could be a play, maybe it could be on Zoom, that type of thing. And then we weren't quite into the Zoom thing because it wouldn't maybe translate. But then we'd say like, oh, well, we'll think about it. And then three years later, now it's like, come, you know, come about. That's fantastic. Well, and that kind of leads to my next question, which is what was it like developing this as a play into that first iteration, that performance we just had at the public library? Well, I, I with Mark's help, we chose 26 poems. And then what I did was set it into like the setting. And the setting was, you know, set into a New York City upscale hotel bar. And we would have like five characters intertwine. And then we chose like five actors. We went through about like, I guess, two or three days of auditions. We chose five amazing actors, some equity, some non-equity. And then through there, we decided to like, just like have rehearsals. Actually, we had like, I work very fast as a director. So we had two rehearsals, one which like Mark was at, Mark and his wife were at. And that was about like three hours. The actors, it was it was all book. So like the actors had the had the script and they got into full character. And then like they were really excited, like to be a part of the project. I mean, all of them. So like, I mean, this was really like a joy, you know, like to work on. Love that. But also just seeing also, I guess something that actors and actresses know that the there's there's the speaking part which which my poems contribute but also the the fact that you'd have all five of them on stage at one time and each one is is making a unique contribution at, at all the time because when you're listening to someone else and reacting that's actually just important as important to the show as the one who's speaking and i found it very interesting because all of this is very new to me and to see a rehearsal where it's like, oh yeah, that's it does take some time to think things through. Yeah, that try with try different things. See how see how it works on the stage. How do how do the people on stage interact? How do they develop their characters and and how does succeed? Well, sounds like wait a minute, there's some psychological fireworks going off here. Kind of going along that, Mark. Is there a message or a thought you're hoping audiences will take away, not only from your poems that that eventually become this play, but the play itself as well. I think the main concern I have is, is human relationships. How do we how do we relate to others? Because we see we can see them on stage. But they're very different people trying to relate to each other, perhaps successfully, perhaps not successfully. And sometimes it also when on a stage play can also or a book of poetry or any any literary work can be like uh, it's like holding up a mirror to people. They see themselves, and I and I just would like the the audience to not just find it entertaining, but also thought provoking. Wait a minute, what kind of relationships do I have? I love that. KM, what about you as the director? What is the message or thought you hope the audience will take away? Well, I just wanted them to have a good time. In a way. I just wanted to like have them laugh and just like see. Because like when we had these characters, like we had the host, we had the a performer, then we had an Instagram influencer, and then we had a casting agent, and then we had an entertainment attorney. So all these people are like familiar in the theater world. And I wanted just people to say, I know these people. And I know like, I know that they maybe I even like dated these people. 
or maybe I know I know how toxic they are, or I know how fun they are. So I just wanted to have like people just to you know relate to these characters and just like laugh and just like enjoy themselves too. I love that. I, I who doesn't love to just go out and enjoy the theater? That's so wonderful. It's a great. That's just great. A great way to spend an evening, just to go and enjoy it. My final question for this first part is who do you hope have access to charmed, elegance, and intrigued? And KM, I'm gonna stick with you first on that. I think I think everybody though. I think everybody, I mean, it's I mean, we're looking to do more stage readings, so it's accessible for everybody, so it would be free. So anybody that's like a theater goer, anybody that loves poetry, anybody that like loves, you know, just like just you know, just classic like classical theater or just like anything, anybody, you know, I think like anybody would be accessible. Like we, we, you know, we cast a diverse, diverse team of actors. Uh, We did have BIPOC actors. We had had diversity. So I'm all about that. So it's really, you know, theater should be accessible to everybody. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Say it again for the people in the back. Absolutely. Mark, how about you? Who do you hope have access to the show? Again, I think, like I said, just appealing to well, a diverse audience in general. It's also just to to make the theater something that not just it's not there's nothing esoteric, but it's entertaining and thought provoking. People take a look at uh, they see something on stage that they find very interesting, very beautiful, and of course the the poems also have references to uh, well dressed people. Uh, silk dresses, velvet gloves. So it, it does have that uh, pleasure for the eyes, which I think theater can can do very, very well. But I just like the idea that theater is something uh, accessible to everyone and something pe- that people find really enjoyable. You know, to see something, it's like, oh, I'm glad I saw that. For the second part of our interview, I love giving our listeners a chance to get to know our guests a little bit more on a personal level. And I want to start by asking the two of you what or who inspires you? What shows or playwrights or composers have inspired you in the past or are just some of your favorites? And Mark, can I start with you on that? Okay. Well, in terms of the theater, I I can remember two two performances I saw. One was uh, when I was a student. Well, in high school, I'd had to read Death of a Salesman. And we just read it, and it was an assignment. And then a few years later, I saw it performed on stage. And the man who played Willie Lowen really brought it to life. And then I thought, wow, theater really, it, it's, and it's in a way, it's a way much more vivid, much more live than, than a movie. Because uh, the, the actor, he knows what we're looking at. It's interactive. And, and that was that I found very interesting. And another play that I can remember saw rather recently was the famous play Love Letters, which in a way it's the simplest play in the world because there's an actor and an actress on stage and they're reading each other's letters. But yet it's so it's it's old, but it's always new because it explores relationships. It delves into the fact that things should have worked out, they didn't work out, psychological complexities. So I think. Those two 
think of those two those twins is really uh, they show me the theater has, has really a lot to offer i love the two fantastic shows km what or who inspires you i think i think i want to be the, uh, the female bipoc michael bennett so <laughs> as a director as a director i mean i do i have been known to have my actors rehearse quite a bit much <laughs> that's what i'm told but not in a not in a mean way but in a in a in a more methodical way i would say i love that i might have to steal that a female michael bennett i love that <laughs> Have either of you seen any great theater lately that you might be able to recommend to our listeners? Well, I, I mean, I, I see a lot of theater all the time. It's really difficult to say. I mean, I just, I would say anything, anything that's out there now. I mean, I don't want to say just like one particular show, but it's like any show I think that's playing, like it's just, it has, its, you know, you know, why not? It's like, it's, it's up there. It's like support theater. You know, like just support New York City theater. Just go to see like any show. You know, if, whether it's off off Broadway or or off Broadway or Broadway, I just say like just go and see it. It's like go to see what's interesting like to you. You know. Yes. 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 I just with uh, I remember seeing some off off Broadway shows, and what's very interesting about it is you're so close to the to the stage. And I think that's one of the important aspects of because sometimes you, you you go to a you go to a theater and you're way up at the top viewing you almost need your binoculars and you feel but when you go to an off off bread it's like wow there's they're only three or four paces away from me and I can see them and I know they're reacting to me because they the act I can see very clearly how they're acting reacting to each other to the audience not just not just making their way through the performance, not just reading the lines, but really performing. And so I'd encourage people to go to an off-off-Broadway show and see see them up close. Yes, yes. There's no hiding in an off-off-off-Broadway house. There's just no hiding. What is your favorite part about working in the theater? And Cam, I would love to start with you on that. Well, I think I... With, with directing, I love to collaborate with, with playwrights, with writers, because they just have like an insight of just like, you know, how they would want, you know, like the play to be performed. I mean, because it's their work. So I'm one of those directors that's like, well, what do you think, you know, well, how do you think the scene is going? Or do you envision it? Is this the way you envisioned it? And then I just love to just, you know, just have that you know, collaborative relationship where I could just like send an email at like, you know, like 11 o'clock at night or just say like, what do you think? Like, or, or just like send a text and just like, well, what do you think about like, you know, this suggestion or that suggestion? So I think that's the best collaborative relationship. Like as a director, it's like when you have like just full, you know, like a collaborative effort, you know, with, with a playwright or a writer. Love that. Love that answer. Mark, how about you? Yeah, I think one thing that we don't always consider when we watch Let's Watch a theater play or television show or movie, we see the the final product. And for me, I find it very interesting to see how it goes from beginning to end. It's a book of poetry. Then someone says you can make a theater play out of this. But then how do you make the theater play out of this? The process of writing a script, editing a script, and maybe the first script and the last script don't have much in common 
and then seeing how the rehearsals work. Yeah, the, we thought it would look good. It looked good on the paper, but then on the stage, it doesn't look so good. And then gauging the audiences, right? So I just would like to encourage people to to think of the, the theater play does, it, it, it takes time to germinate. It's, it's a, it has to germinate, it has to grow, it has to develop. And, and I find that very, very interesting. It's a brilliant answer. And a great lead into my favorite question to ask guests, which is, what is your favorite theater memory? Well, I've already mentioned two. <laughs> but, uh, I also would mention it was place on college. It was Moliere's The School for Wives. And it's for people unfamiliar with the story. It's a nobleman in 17th century France. He's about uh, 42 years old. And the young girl he adopted when she was really, really small is now old enough to become his wife. And he's convinced that he's educated her to be the perfect wife. And of course, the whole thing goes awry from beginning to end. But I just found the the performance by all of the characters very, very interesting. They interacted very well with the audience. They really gave life to their characters. And they showed how a play from 17th century France translated into English is that's way yep we saw it not only do we like to think of it as as a really interesting record of, of that particular time and place but also sense of it's this old pygmalion story that somehow you can transform someone into the ideal partner for life and the realization of them we human beings don't do that and they did a good job of also there was just uproarious laughter from from the audience from beginning to end so i that is a wonderful memory. I love that. KM, how about you? Well, I had theater parents who would always go to see shows. So they would like, you know, like they would actually like have me come to you. And they were just like, you know, I remember like parents were just like, and this is, you know, I'm showing my age. They would like, you know, like we would go to like Radio City or something mm -hmm. and just see the Rockettes. And they're just they're like, what do you want to do? Do you want to be like, you know, an, you know, do you want to be an actor? Or do you want to be like behind the scenes? And I said, mm, behind the scenes. So that was, so it's like not like not typical parents. Like, what do you want to be a lawyer? Do you want to be a doctor? Do you want to be, no, do you want to be, do you want to, do you want to be in the theater? And, and, and what profession do you want to be in the theater? I love that. Your parents did right. Those are good parents. <laughs> well, thank you both for those amazing memories. I appreciate those. Do either of you have any upcoming projects or productions that we might be able to plug for you? Well, Mark and I are going to do like the second installment of um, Elegance and Intrigue set in the 80s at mm -hmm. an art gallery. So we'll like keep you posted with 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 that, and there'll be like five other you know larger than life characters as well. Of course, New York City in the nineteen eighties at an art, an art gallery. I mean, that's <laughs> we, we just we there, there's plenty of plenty to give us uh, to, to kickstart the imagination with that. Yes. If our listeners would like more information about Charmed, Elegance, and Intrigue, or they'd like more information about the two of you, maybe they'd like to reach out to you, how can they do so? Well, um, my website, which is 
jdirector.com and I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook as KM Jones. Yeah, so, yeah, I have a Facebook page as well. And I would also encourage, encourage you to look up uh, my poetry books, Mark Chardine, S-C-H-A-R-D-I-N-E. <laughs> I learned to spell my name at an early age. And let's just look up Charm, Elegance, and Intrigue. Check out the poetry books I've written. Wonderful. Well, Mark, KM, thank you both for taking the time to speak with me this evening and for sharing this wonderful show, these wonderful poems that I'm excited to go out and read now. So when I see the show, I can definitely see where how far it's come, I guess, you know, where the inspiration's from. But this just sounds wonderful, and I appreciate you both taking the time to share with me. So thank you both. My pleasure. Thank you, Andrew. My guests today have been the author and playwright Mark Sherdine and the director K.M. Jones, who are both with Charmed, Elegance, and Intrigued. It recently had a performance at the New York Public Library and has a second iteration of the show coming up very soon. We'll keep you posted about it. We're going to have more information about the show as well as our guests posted on our social media as well as on our episode description. So make sure you check that out. But get your copy of the poetry books, including Charmed, Elegance, and Intrigue, and catch the show in its second iteration as it goes up later this year. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you. The lights of old Broadway.